0: One, one, two, one, two. Now, here we go. You know what time it
1: is. Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee.
0: Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, we have another legend, and I'm, and I'm so glad I've got him because... He is one of these men that's massively into the Bitcoin space, like myself too. So I'm lit up about this. We've got Fred Shevester who set up finder.com, yeah, and .com.au as well, and scaled that to a billion-dollar valuation, and he's doing bits in the industry. It's a comparison site. He's lit it up on all levels, and I'm just, I'm just hyped to have you here, mate. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks very much, Frankie, and um, loving your Bitcoin stacks. Much, much, much love.
0: Mate. Honestly, I, I I don't know how much you got stacked, but you got a lot more stacked than me. <laughs> I'm way behind, bro. Way behind. But I think I think before we before we go into like the the crypto stuff and all the other stuff that you're doing, I think a lot of people would want to know more about your backstory. I mean, I'm reading your book. I, I told you I'm up to page eighty-five. I've not completed the whole thing. I only got it on I only got it delivered on Thursday, um, but. I just want to give people a bit of a backstory because you, 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 you started off with pr- practically nothing as far as, as far as what it says in your book and you, you first scaled a, a media agency with your friend. Is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah, we started, I started building websites in my college room um, just for fun and then um, started selling them to people, so building their website, then started helping them market their website and, you know, that was quite a journey, that's for sure. Um, not an easy business at all. Because it's, ser- it's a service business. <laughs> brutal, brutal, brutal. Not not something you want is, yeah.
0: is that, is to... That is that what kind of made you want to sell it and exit that then? Just because of the fact it was a service business and you know how much more difficult they are to scale and, and, and how many more headaches you get with it than if you get with like a comparison site or a product-based business.
1: Yeah, I think I just wasn't very good at it either. you know there are people who run service businesses and run them really well yeah 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 but i'm just not good at it yeah um and so it it, it's it was probably better that you know someone else ran it and you know someone did go on to run that and it still runs today that's the that's the strange part and a lot of the team is still there um but it's yeah it wasn't for me i was not that just i wasn't very good at it
0: yeah no, no and and I suppose as well uh, that the one thing that we can identify from that is you got to you got to lean into what you what what actually lights you up you know what i mean like you could you clearly identify the service the service game wasn't your game so there's <laughs> no point leaning into something that's not your game is it like that's that's, that's the kind of that's the kind of one there i mean what Definitely. what so when you when you exited that business obviously even though you said on this you just said that you weren't very good at it like let's just let's just clarify you exited for how much? Considering you weren't very good at it, I was about one and a half mil. Yeah, which is, which is which is which is not a bad kind of exit for for a business that you were, were dispassionate about. At the end sure. of the day, what did you go and do when once you exited that business? What was it that kind of put you on the path to finding, obviously finding the finder type of model and and kind of mm. everything that that led to that? You know.
1: Well, you know, at the time, we, we were obviously marketing a lot of people's websites and I, I was, you know, really passionate and interested in affiliate marketing. I thought it was a fascinating space. Um, and we, Frank and I used to, at my, my the other co-founder of Finder, we used to, um, you know, we used to experiment. This is with the freestyle days, just in building little businesses on the side. So we registered domain names, we put up little websites um, and, and experiment. And, and you know, We had a poker site. We had a sports betting site. We had a obviously a credit card finder was one of them. We had a Sudoku site, Mother's Day presents. You know, we built you know thirty nine different businesses. I went and counted them up. um, That basically failed, and then the fortieth one was Finder. Fortieth one.
0: If that if that doesn't show you that that the persistence doesn't pay off, then I don't know if anything will. To be honest, like what. How was it that Finder stuck out then? Was it just because that one made more money at the time, or was it was there a certain certain there were certain other components to that that stuck
1: out for you? Uh, you know, I like finance. I think it's a great space. I think it's interesting. I I like it personally, and Frank likes it as well. So I think that's part of it. And then I think the other part of it was that um, you know a lot of people, um, you know, it wasn't that cluttered. So there wasn't that many people doing, doing it, um, which was nice. Um, and the other thing is we took an approach where you know, it's an extremely um, content-led approach. And that was something which naturally sort of came to us. And obviously we've expanded past that and created like you know, you know, a brand and all sorts of things since then. But that was the beginning for us. And for us, that was a, a space we really understood. And so naturally everything we just did made more traffic and made more money it it wasn't like we were inventing anything we were just doing what we'd mastered in our agency and we were doing it for ourselves and that just created this you know it, it was just a naturalness of growth it naturally grew by itself and i feel when you're in that flow and just everything if you just work more it'll make more money that's a great place to be and it's a you know in those moments you know, sticking with that business, even if you know it was kind of weird. Like if you think about it, CreditCardFinder.com.au as a as a business is you know it's really yeah, un, it's yeah. quite an unusually it's a niche business really. If you think about it, but
0: I loved when I read your book how you 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 and Frank went dead in on that niche and 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 went all in on 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 the niche and then you expanded it. It's not like you went like finder.com.au and finder.com and all that stuff is is like everything now to like comparison of everything but obviously you made it massively profitable from just the financial space and just credit cards and then expanded it out expanded it out expanded it out which is kind of like a lot of people are trying to shoot too many fish in the barrel all the time and, and not really not really understanding where their market is what was it was it just your experiences again, again, with service-based businesses that allowed you to kind of really dial in to the credit card thing as you kind of think from day one?
1: I think the credit card thing came from, you know, I just analyzed the internet and found out what are the most profitable, one, or some of the most profitable niches on the internet and the hardest keywords to rank for. And, you know, finance was, was one of them. Credit cards was just a, I saw another business doing something similar. Um, I thought that was interesting. I knew they were making some good money. I didn't know how much money exactly, but I knew they were making some good money. Yeah. And I talked to the affiliate networks as well. I said, okay, what companies are making a lot of money? What niches are what niches are working for your network? So whatever's working for them, clearly someone must have some ideas in another vertical. And there were other businesses that like a lot of shopping stuff that never quite understood how to crack that one. And I don't think, yeah, just you know, we have a, we have a shopping section on Finder today, yeah. but. In the beginning, it just wasn't a, didn't come as naturally to us. I think the content and educating was something I was doing a lot of in my online marketing. So I would teach people online marketing. I would, yeah. you know, talk about the latest trends. I would go to seminars and I would talk at conferences about it, and I would write articles in an email. I used to write an email newsletter back then. I'd write it at least truly personally. Write it. There's a
0: lot. There's a lot of money in email newsletters even today that people leave on the table. Like there's a lot. There's there's that one that um, in America called Trends, isn't there? that makes an absolute fortune there's so much money in email marketing. and if you if you people think it's people think that stuff's gone out but it's still still very much active if you're good at it like you were
1: yeah you know i think that that was just um you know you find a vertical and you find something you can write about and you write strongly about it and, and not everyone was that interested in my email but Some people were, and I think that was really nice. I think it was a good channel for me to build that thought leadership, and and I think so. The idea, but of thought leadership and educating, came from that internet marketing days, and then we just went and started teaching people about credit cards because I think you know Frank and I grew up, you know, and we had this we had this house that we rented together for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was pretty costly. We ran it like an Airbnb before there was Airbnb, before there were hashtags, before there were smartphones and um that's how we we survived we survive. We've got our rent down that way um, how many people did you have in the house back in the day so we had we had we had five rooms we took two of them and then we had 21 people through the house 21 in two and a half years
0: that 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 shows you the dedication you have to obviously making that making i love the fact that you've taken something which is a cost and you've cash flowed it to make it a revenue source, like so, so you live, at least live for free because you obviously you weren't paying to live there with that many people running through the house. No,
1: we had we just had to had to survive.
0: Yeah, but did you did you just work out of home then when you were setting up Finder? Just I, I believe it's from. The no, we had room. a
1: we had an office, and like, so obviously we we made that work, and then we just lived very frugally in our our, our house, um, which was wild times. Um, yeah.
0: Did you find many, many, like, regulations that you had to get over in the early days in regards to, like, selling financial products, like, in the way that you were selling them?
1: So not really, like, we don't actually sell the product. You know, someone at the bank provides yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the beginning. And so we did have a credit license that we had to get, and we went and got that. Um, we leaned into that. Um, anytime there is regulation, we just lean into it, really, and just... Yeah. Get 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 what it just, is. Just Just kind of find a way to
0: make things happen and make things work.
1: Yeah, I I just see those as opportunities because some people just didn't do that and then they just stopped operating. Yeah, because obviously was, know, they're
0: forced to by the A Triple C thing.
1: Yeah, and you've also got to you know work on the compliance and you've got to do a lot. There's a lot of work in compliance. Compliance is intense. Yeah. The, um, you know all the training of this crew and you, know, you obviously yeah. There's a lot to it, but. I think that's I think a lot of people don't realize that yeah the finder does have a lot of licenses to do what it does.
0: Yeah and there's there's a few parts in your book where where I kind of felt like your life kind of pivoted. One of those points was when you said that you were trying to be someone else because you were trying to you were trying to operate in suits and, and dress a certain way and be a certain person because you thought that's how the world wanted you to turn up. But you said that there was a day when it kind of all it all dawned on you and changed that, you know, the whole yeah. the whole perspective changed for you. What, 100%. Walk I... me through walk me through that process, because I think there's a lot of people out there, especially listening to this podcast that they, they listen to it because they want more out of life. They want to do more in business. They want to do more in their mindset. They want to they, they're obviously listening to this because they want to grow. That's, that's that's the fundamental reason they listen to what to what to what I do and who I speak to. So to understand how you how you identified that within yourself and how you and how you uh, took it on board and accepted it and then and then owned it would be would be great.
1: You know, I think um, at its core, uh, I can also be quite a lazy person to some extent. You know, I want an easier route. It's a natural human trait, by the way, that humans want things easy. They don't want pain. They avoid pain and they go towards pleasure. Yeah, 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 and. I just found it, I just found it much easier to be me than to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stop so stop bothering trying to be a, 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 a sort of an image or a person of someone else. It's a lot of work. You know, I have to like figure things out. Whereas if I just said, well, what do I want? What do I like to be? And just be that, then it's actually, it's lazier actually. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does require an internal change in judgment, right, of yourself and what other people think. And that work I did, and I think I I sort of did even more um, in sort of 2000 and I'd say 14, maybe 2015 on for the last six years. I've worked with an emotional coach who really helped me, you know, my self-judgments. And, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, you know, I get it wrong. You know, all sorts of really intense self-judgments, right? Yep, yep. Um, Which you carry around as baggage as well. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, And I'm like, you know, trying to tend towards getting real lazy in life and I prefer to not carry that baggage around. Um, And just let out the natural you even more. You know, I think what you get with me now these days is just me. It's much easier just to be you, just let it all out um and 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 if you come with that vulnerability and that innocence people accept that you can say some pretty outrageous things people go oh well he's just he just he just they can can justify they go he's just being him it's okay you know um so i loved that and i was like you know that was sort of a byproduct but but you know i think going back i remember when i after we sold the first business i sort of realized that the route I'd taken in my life was not the traditional route, but it seemed to have ended me up in a pretty good place. And when I realized that, I was like, wow, I should keep backing myself. I've actually got some good ideas. I'm actually pretty good at this game. I've actually, you know, and so then I just stopped trying to be other people and just started to just unpack and unravel those things about myself that I um, I, I am. And, I, and I, I just leveraged that further. I went deeper and deeper and stopped stopped a lot of things and i started a lot of things um in myself
0: i think i think it's good that that's, you you can have that self-identification with yourself and obviously accept yourself as who you are but there's i think there's a lot of people that are having that internal conversation that haven't written down on paper who they actually are and who they actually want to turn up to the world as rather than you know they they turn up as a version that everyone else thinks that they want to see yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of in society, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. I think it's more prevalent than ever. That's why I just wanted you to touch upon it because such a such a powerful thing. Another pivotal point that I noticed when I read the book is the fact that you you were really struggling in, in Australia, as far as I understand, at the time when you set up Finder dot com au and you were doing really well and you had everything rolling and rolling. And you kind of went to your partner and said that, you know, you just needed to get away and kind of need want to go to America. And I think you were just I think from what I understand, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but maybe you're trying to escape yourself and your own reality, maybe in certain points or just give me a So because this that, that moment there was a real pivotal, pivotal point in your life that kind of I think kind of allowed you to identify what you were meant to be doing in, in the business as well. Mm. So can you give me a bit of an insight into into like how that all came about?
1: In the beginning of every company, I always set out to systematically remove myself from it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, that's my personal goal with every business. Um, that's, that's probably, you know, some people will have a different view of that, but, but essentially I want to remove myself from every single operation in the company because I'm actually not the best operator of things. There are great people out there that had, can operate companies and, and, and all sorts of different aspects of it. and. Um, there are small, tiny bits of things that I think I'm good at, um, but all of those don't culminate in being you know, the manager and the leader um, on an ongoing, long-term basis. I think I am good at managing and leading in the beginning or yeah. when something needs to be overhauled. I'm exceptionally good at that is, is and good it... at making decisions and strategizing and changing things. But then after that, it's best if I hand that over to someone else.
0: Are you are you kind of similar to myself where you like you like doing things at the start and then when it starts to become repetitive you're like okay uh, I I don't like this anymore because
1: it's not new anymore is that kind of is that kind of how you feel about things a little bit of that yeah <laughs> but I think I think I think um, you know I'm I'm happy to go through that as long as I've got a plan of how to uh, evolve and um, you know, it took me a long time to figure that out in, in any enterprise. Like how do you scale it, how do you grow it, how do you um, systemize, how do you create processes so you can extract yourself. And I kind of extracted myself from the company and then realized that I had, you know, that was it. I was just not, I, I stopped turning up to the, the main leadership meeting Yeah, because I didn't, no one reported to me anymore, which is fine. Actually it's great, it's great. And it's probably be, my best place, you know. Um, do you think at that
0: point in time you were attaching your purpose to find it and then once you'd removed yourself, you kind of like you lost your purpose? Is that how you kind of felt? Completely.
1: I was lost. I was in a really dark place. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what I needed to be for the company either, which is, you know, that's a that's a really tough place to be. Did you Were you thinking about like selling
0: out or doing something else or what, what was kind of running through your mind at that point?
1: At the time, I... Um I was actually going through a divorce as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. that was a pretty intense time. And I sort of just kept my, my put my life on hold for a while. Um I feel like I've done that same thing during coronavirus actually. I feel like my life's been on this weird pause and I'm just itching to go forward. Um and excited about the future as well. Not that I was, you know, I have been I've been super creative during that time, but um I think there's a lot more potential in which I'm excited about. I think when um, I zoom out and look at that time, you know, objectively, it was it was a major change I had to have in my life. But I don't think changing my whole role inside a company at the same time as getting divorced was an ideal thing. I tried to keep that just a little bit stable, so at least I had some thing well, that wasn't necessarily responsible for too much. But at least yeah, I just yeah, sort of yeah. ticked along and I I, I contributed yeah. where I could. And then once that was settled, then I went to America. That's yeah. when I I went. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go and do this. And it was one of the. It's still probably one of the top experiences I've had in my life. Just, just I remember you writing the job ad and you thinking you'd got no replies. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a that was a brutal brutal. I, I thought no one wanted to come and work for us. Um, and I was I was almost tapped out. I remember. Um, but, you know, Frank and Jeremy are both very supportive. You know, Jeremy obviously came in a little bit later, but is, you know, I would say a co-founder or a finder as well. And, you know, just very supportive, very positive guys, very, you know, dealing with all sorts of problems. But I think in a really good way, in a constructive manner and I just needed some help emotionally. Yeah. That was just a, that was a long way from Australia, like a very different time zone. I had no friends. I had no one else that I knew. Yeah. It's kind of like alone in a city, a big, big city, but completely a stranger.
0: Yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so I didn't know who to ask for most things. I just sort of asked and just built, built a new network and I built a new friendship and started from scratch.
0: Yeah and, and it that that's that's headedly difficult because obviously in America it's a lot more competitive than how did you get, how did you even break into that 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 market when you started obviously it's all right just employing people and you've got this and you've got a little bit of cash flow from the other business and all that stuff but how do you go about dominating and, and kind of really building Finder in the American market because that is something that that's not not easy especially with the competitive keywords and stuff that you're going after
1: Yeah I think um well, I really you know, sort of saw the market as a a bigger market, and when there's a bigger market, there's just more customers with more demands, and they have and you know, and, and 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 you may think in Australia, oh, you know, this small market of left-handed golf club buyers is yeah. very small. Well, in America, that's a massive business. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, taking a smaller slice to begin and a, and a tighter, tighter focus is. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's sort of how we how we began. Um, and then I, you know, we sort of expanded from there. It, it's just a, it's okay to be humble and to start small, and then really we just sort of, you know, accepted that and built from there. Did you have to take on like any venture capital
0: or any, any investment then to be able to launch into the American market, or did you just no. do that all from on the all from the cash flow of, of finder.com.au?
1: Yeah, all from cash flow. We 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 haven't raised any money Jeez. yet for Finder.
0: So is it something you're you're planned on doing in in the near future or
1: yeah it's something we we're definitely we're, we're working on right now um because we've just got such a great opportunity you know we've sort of proven yeah. the model and it's time to time to go to the next level it's,
0: it's a great it's a great domain do you know what i mean like yeah to, to be to be even to even acquire that domain is is, is an expensive <laughs> expensive ordeal i'm sure yeah it's like um, nothing comes like no, nothing like that comes uh comes easy
1: no, no, no. It's definitely, um, and you know, yeah, and you're right. The domain name says what it does on the tin. You know, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's like it's, it's like my domain name, content removal.
0: It's yeah. like, it says it says what it does. You know what it is. You know, you know, you know what it is out the gate. And if you don't know what it is, and you go on the website, you know what it is. Like, yeah. you, you know, I they remove online content. Sweet, I understand it. It's like yeah. find it. Okay, they 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 allow me to find things on the internet. Kind yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Is is what is it? Do you find a massive competition with brands like Amazon and stuff like that with, you know, and things like that in, the, in America or is, is, are they not, are they not, even though I know they're a product website, but do, do, because of their reviews and the nature of how they're getting people to use their platform now, do you, do you find that people want to compare on there or, or do they come to find out to compare?
1: Um, yeah, so there, there are other big competitors in the U S and the UK and, you know, around the world, but, um, the big tech players aren't really in the space as much. Um, Amazon has backed a big one in India. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Amazon works with us because they want more traffic from us. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's a good. That's a good play. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 sort of you know we work together in that sense. Um, you know, I think it's just Google tried once to do comparison, but it closed that down because it's just not their core business. If 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 you if you were going to advise
0: then some someone on this podcast who's listened to this who's a young entrepreneur just wants to get started, obviously you said like ecom wasn't really your space, but do you think affiliate marketing then is not? I'm not saying affiliate marketing in terms of like going and trying to compete with finder finder com because that, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But in terms of like affiliate marketing in general, is that is that a good place for a lot of people to learn the direct response marketing, the kind of stuff that you were doing back in the early days, the viral the viral stuff, the growth hacking, all that kind of stuff, and the affiliate play allows them to kind of pull some revenue that way. Is that, is that is that the kind of best business model for them to run with?
1: I think it's a good model. Um, I, I think it's it's a good place to start. It's low cost. The capital's cost is low. Yeah. Um, it, it, you need to find obviously a little corner and there's plenty of little corners out there to make a nice little business which earns a couple of grand or 10 grand a month. Um, plenty exist out there, heaps. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the The skills you learn from affiliate marketing are uh, like you said, traffic generation, uh, conversion rate optimization, I think they're great skills and building a website, obviously. Um, the one thing you know, if I was going to start a business today, but yeah yeah, I don't know if that's interesting, but I, 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 I would um, focus on s- I have some sort of areas, I don't know if that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Go for, go, go
0: for it. Go for it. I, I, I'm, I'm interested personally, so everyone else will be interested. Trust me.
1: Well, you know, I would focus on the uh, play-to-earn crypto space. I think play-to-earn is going to be absolutely massive. Fuck, you're getting me excited. <laughs> um Mate, I
0: fucking love this. I was, um, I, I was, I was, I was holding off on the crypto talk, to, to, but but we're
1: in, we're in, we've done it, right. we're in, we're, in, we're in.
0: Let's go, we'll let's go. Play the
1: earn uh, you know, with Axie Infinity and Star Atlas and Illuvium, yeah, yeah. Um, Plants vs. Undead. All these new games coming out. Yeah. Pooh. Wow. We're about to see an absolute new market and new revolution where NFTs aren't just you know pieces of art; they're also things you can use to leverage to make a return and a yield. Yeah. and so so you know, if i was if i was if i was a young entrepreneur right now i would get head first as fast and as deep as possibly could into that right away i would just get in this this this
0: this, this is what excited me about having you on the podcast right because i've got i've got two i've got i got quite a few nfts myself but two to i got two world of women you've heard of world of women yeah world of women nfts i've not oh well it I think like Logan Paul has one, Gary Vaynerchuk has as as uh-huh. some, and like all all the people are buying them. They, they bought them after I'd bought them, so that's all right. <laughs> that's sent, good. It, it sent the floor price up. But anyway, the the um one of one of the things you talked about there was the fact that you can generate revenue from within inside the smart contract. And one of the on this, you get like the obviously the rarities of all these NFTs, don't you? And one of the I've got I've got one that's in like the top one thousand rarity of of this. 10,000 women collection thing and because of, its, because of its rarity and because of its fact it's got this certain set of earrings and certain necklace it allows me to earn a 5% clip of all the resales of all the um, it, it allows me, fi- not not me personally 5% but the, the group of 50, 50 mm. NFTs that have access to that, to that rarity detail, it allows us to have the, a 5% clip of all the resale value on OpenSea so wow. so. what I'm trying to explain to the audience here is the fact that because I've got this one NFT that may have cost me like two and a half, three Ethereum or whatever it cost me, I'm get, it's, it's earning me revenue that's getting sent mm. to my wallet every month from me having it. So I've got the capital uplift in, 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 in hopefully the value of the art goes up. Due to its rarity, and you get paid, and that's what you're talking about, isn't it? it from the NFT space, is that kind of that kind that's of play? It's
1: part of it, and I think the other part um, that I'm really bullish on is this. Um, so that that's obviously a key place, you know, things like Zed Run as well, owning horses, racing them. Um, you've got. As I said, Axie Infinity, I think with Axies and all, there's such a fascinating meta world that's being grown there and all the guilds and things like that. I think Star Atlas is going to be absolutely insane. I think it's going yeah. to be the biggest game we've ever seen on our planet, on the S- Earth. Star Atlas. It, Star Atlas will be the biggest game we've ever experienced, ever. I'm r- Bigger than World of Warcraft, it's going to be the biggest because so, I'm people basically now. go and fight and there's a, they, they, they're, they're, they're going to fight and to make money. Yes. like if you're gaming yes. to make money just think for a second what that means
0: I, I, honestly crypto gaming is I, I, I honestly believe it's one of the biggest spaces in crypto biggest that, that that's going because that biggest because, because even when you remember Farmville on Facebook right yep there was no money involved in Farmville, but there was people at the time. This is ten years ago that were paying money to buy buy this and that and the other anyway. So it's already a proven model and concept that in in crypto that people are going to pay to pay to play and pay and, and bet money and all sorts of. It's already proven because they've they've, they've already been doing it for years anyway.
1: I agree. And I think I think DeFi is great as well. Don't get me wrong. I think DeFi is an amazing product. And I think. We're building Finder Earn into the Finder app, so you'll be able to earn four percent interest yeah, on yeah, your yeah. Um, on your money, which will be great. We're launching yeah. that in October. But that's that's. I think this NFT space is the one that's sort of growing. If I was a young entrepreneur, I'd get headfirst into that. I also think that um, this is the dawning of the metaverse. Yes, buying land. Yes, yes. Hundred <sighs> percent. Fuck this! Excites uh, you, me. you? Can go, you can go to places now? Um, even in Australia. And get your entire body th- you put one of those suits on and yeah. you get 3d scanned yeah about how you move and they scan your entire body and you can take that um avatar and put it into the games now that's crazy that's so crazy. like you go into the game so, so
0: so right let's just reel it back so that people can understand because <laughs> me, 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 me and you have gone in way deep way too cool <laughs> way deep way too quick it's like a tinder day that was right just bringing it back right let's just break it down for the audience how you got into the crypto space because obviously you'd made all this money from finder you need a i I presume you probably needed a place to park cash that where it wasn't losing value in in fiat money is that is that kind of how you found crypto
1: or how it's part of it you know i think um but more so i was fascinated by you know this confluence of finance marketing and technology and those are three things which i love yeah, 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 and then now you're adding gaming, like adding gaming to finance, marketing, and technology. I loved a game. I started yeah. I started building websites because I was I loved I knew I learned how networks worked, and yeah. and then I built a, I actually built a, ga- a guild in Age of Empires, um, which is an old game. the yeah. gamer out uh, there knows.
0: Uh, I, I actually played Age of Empires when I was a kid. There we go. You know what I mean, like you know, you used to have to, used to upgrade the walls around your around your thing, yeah. around your town. You started yeah. off with this wooden shack, and then like the knights yeah. would roll in and smash your village up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so 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 imagine someone you know. I, I discovered this thing, and I realized it's just, it just naturally it made me go and get more and more interested, and I've just never stopped, and I just continue to learn more and more about it. I think you know. Um, making investments in the space I think comes naturally it's just it's, it's a very markets driven business um, in 2017 we started writing about Bitcoin and Ethereum on Finder yeah, and yeah, yeah. from there we've made you know huge amounts of content and we publish it into 50 different countries and you know teaching people about coins teaching people about exchanges yeah. um, it's just a massive massive uh, business for us now um, do you get paid any affiliate money in crypto Yep, hundred percent. We get we're very comfortable with holding Bitcoin as tr- in part pl- as part of our treasury. Um, it's just normal. So, are you are you one of the only companies
0: in Australia that, at this moment in time that's holding crypto on their balance sheet? I don't know because I I, I I I I am I, I was speaking to Toby who who, who owns um, who who just sold out Sweat dot com, and, and I've been I've been on it him for months and months and months. Like you've got to buy. Bitcoin and Ethereum. Not mm-hmm. only put it on the balance sheet of the business, but 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 have but have a personal allocation. And he and he just yep. he said to me the other day, he's just he's just gonna allocate naught point naught point five percent. There not, we go, not, not half of one percent. I'm like, mate, it's a start. But once you get involved, you 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 you're just gonna want to put more and more into it because you you, you can't. Like, I I I put, I put like everything that I have into it because I just it, there's no you can't store cash in the bank. It's just pointless. Just, just getting absolutely annihilated, but like,
1: get, and I think I think that's important, right? So for everyone to understand that, like, we're in a low yield environment where banks don't pay for any interest to you anymore, yeah. And your money's essentially getting inflated away. You know, like I, I reject um, what the RBA says about inflation. It's not two percent. It's like fifteen percent, and the rest. Yeah, <laughs> like how much does you think you, you look around you and think of? Don't think of the things that they measure the other thing is that you purchase on a regular basis how much have they just gone up in value in price over the last even 12 months like you know the most simple one is how much do we comfortably pay for a latte right now like yeah, yeah five yeah. bucks you pay yeah. five dollars five dollars just think for a second
0: i've, I've, like, seen, I've what seen, happened I've, there i've seen loaves of bread in Woolworths that some loaves of bread going for $8.50 for a loaf of bread. Yeah. Now, if, if you're looking at a loaf of bread for $8.50 and you're telling me that inflation doesn't exist, inflation is the biggest tax on all your money that you'll ever have in your entire life. Like taxes, tax, tax is an issue that you have to minimize, but inflation is, is the killer because you don't even realize you're getting... Inf- your Silent, money. Because you can have a million dollars sat in the bank, and every day that you have it sat in the bank, it's buying you less and less and less and less and less. So you still have a million dollars, but it doesn't buy you anything. Right? That's Right, hundred it's, it's percent. Just, it's just, but but not many people are educated on this. They're not. They don't teach this at school. You know, it's only it's only when I have people like yourself come on and and you're like, look, I've got a billion dollar company, and this is the this is the truth. Like, <laughs> so it's it, it's like if I tell them. Now you're telling them it's like you got it, you got it, you got to look into it. You got to look. At so there's too many people saving money. Saving money is pointless.
1: Well, it's good to save money, but then to, the key is then to invest the money.
0: Yeah, In, yes. Invest,
1: you must invest and and then make money from your money to stave off the inflation. Inflation wolves. Um, the, the key thing I think, which uh, here's a word I think your audience will enjoy, if to if if they weren't and googled the word seniorage. Right. Seniorage is a French word, actually. Right. Um, and it is the, essentially, the, it's, it's the deflating of any particular currency. Right. Um, and it's been happening since, like, for thousands of years. Yeah, Like, not just like, you know, this is not a recent of occurrence. This is like, the Romans used to have a gold coin, right? And the gold coin had, um, it was made of gold. And at the end of the Roman Empire, that gold coin only actually had 2% gold. Yes, the rest um, was like lead, and and also
0: the original gold coins that the Romans minted. Every time someone would have the gold coins, they'd clip little bits off the side of the gold coins, snip, them. Snip, snip the sides off, and then and then and then on sell them. And, and then by the time they've been in in been in the ether for for quite a while, you know, there, there's there's you, the person who's got these coins has got less gold than than the other person. And The other person's just melted down all the gold that they've clipped off over the years,
1: and so and so essentially if you want to exit the financial system that we live in most like we think we think is normal there is another alternative there's a new financial system that's brewing and it has been it's very strong in fact if you look at the most recent change of Bitcoin right so we were yep. trading at sixty four thousand dollars it dropped down to twenty eight thousand we no one got a payout because it dropped no government had to go and put their hands in their pocket which means the people are actually putting their hands in the pocket because the because the government is made up of the people. Yep. And no one had to go and bail out the crypto people. It just carried on. Just carried on, yeah. yeah. Whereas that didn't happen. In 2008, there was many, 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 many billions of dollars that were handed out to reboot the financial system. It's, it's
0: even like, um, the, you know, I, I was reading an article about the amount of money that that companies that didn't need bailing out during this COVID crisis, and they've took all this money and they don't have to pay it back, which is which is fine. And I understand it from the business's point of view. I mean, you can't. Some of them didn't know, but some of them have, have had their best time ever, and they've not they're not even going to gonna, gonna have to give this money back. But they've just had all this money come into their into their business, which they can then obviously to spend to outgrow their outgrow their you know their, their 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 everyone else in the space. So it's like. The, the issue isn't the, the company's getting the money. The issue for me is the government is printing that money, which deflates your money that's my yep. issue with it, not the fact that the company's about the money like it's just it's just and it's happening every single day like that printer's just rolling out notes rolling out i
1: think out notes. I think right now um, the RBA just put a statement now they're printing four billion dollars I think it's a week right now
0: four billion in australia
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's ridiculous isn't it when you think about when you think about the site there's 26 million people here, and that's printing four billion a week.
1: Mm-hmm. GDP size of Australia is 1.4 trillion. It doesn't. So it doesn't.
0: You, it doesn't even bear sh- thinking about where we're headed to, does it? You have to. You have to have something's
1: going to happen. <laughs> you know that's for sure. You can't keep going. It doesn't. Doesn't work. What do What do you foresee happening in your from From what you're looking at? Well, I think they will move to. Um, a place essentially where um, cash is almost um, uh, printed by the government. And it's when you pay your taxes, they literally just take the money and burn it. Yeah. It's just a reduction of inflation. That's all it is. It's not is. They're not even using it because they're just printing so much money. They've just gotten to a place where they have to just continuously print money. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just a balancing act of inflation essentially to keep it under control. And they will never let the asset prices go down because um, they'll keep pumping up the stock market so that everyone just keeps putting more money basically out of the system. They take take the money out of the system and pump it into investments, which keeps everyone making more money and so the system carries on. But eventually, yeah, they'll get to a place where it's it's going to be very, very unusual what what the government does with with currency. Although that, that seems farcical, but it's not... The other thing that's going to happen is they'll print a new currency. So they'll call it Two money 2.0 and they'll yeah. start the machine again I, I, and, and I, reboot it. I
0: believe that machine starts again when they move into the digital dollars. I believe that's yep. when the machine starts again. So, yep. so if you study the history of currencies... None of them none of them last beyond I think it's like a hundred years or a hundred and something years before before they before they because before they've inflated in them so much that they have to fail like it's just it's just when you study currencies that's just a fact so what I personally believe was the fact that we're, we're we're near that point now or getting real close to it within like ten years and I think that that's why when the digital dollar reset comes in um I think that's when that's when the numbers will be adjusted and then we'll all think that it's just gone from one to the other, but really, there's been a lot lost in the in the in the in the movement of that from from, from the physical currency that you can see to digital dollars. That's where they'll lose it, hundred percent. That's the only yeah. place
1: they can. That's the only place they can lose it. There's definitely going to be something. Something's going to go down. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> something's got to go. We're, down. Got, we're going we're going towards something, and I think you know, cryptocurrency is an exit of that system. It's a store of value. Yeah, it's a place you can store your money. So, so in in regards to, um,
0: like your personal thing, are you just all in on Bitcoin, or do you have Ethereum, or what's what's kind of, which what, what, how have you stacked it out in terms of like your long term hold?
1: You know, I always am buying Bitcoin all the time. I, I've started to relook at Ethereum since its recent changes about becoming deflationary. I find it quite interesting. Yeah, um, I'm very fascinated by Solana and also Terra Luna. I'm very bullish on Terra Luna. I think Terra Luna. Um, the reasons for it is that, so, so Luna uh, backs up the UST stablecoin, which is an algorithmic coin. Yeah. Now, what I think is going to happen is I think regulation in America and in Europe is going to crack down hard on stablecoins co- stable that are centralized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so algorithmic um, stablecoins will become more of a, a, a sought after um, thing. And Luna backs that up. So I think the, pro- and basically the more UST that's bought, the more Luna gets, gets burnt. And so the price of it just goes up. Um, and I think, you know, the guys behind it in, in Luna and Terra's case are just incredible. They're, they make it so simple to operate and run and they have, you know, they've got synthetic stocks on there. They've just, it's a, it's a beautiful um, ecosystem. I feel like almost Terra could be the apple of crypto. They make it that simple and easy to use. Um, I think the, um, that's why I'm bullish. There's $63 billion of USDT, you know, if, 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 if regulation comes in and cracks down on it, then, um, I think algorithmic stable coins will become a main feature of crypto. And I think, um, USDT is at like 2 billion. So even if it goes to 10, there's yeah. going to be a lot of Luna that gets burned. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that's, that's bullish for, um, for Luna in my mind. Uh, this is not financial advice, by the way. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, My opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Obviously, like what me and Fred are talking about, we're just two guys having a conversation here between between us, right? You're listening yeah. in to our conversation, so yeah. none of it, none of what we say on here, is financial advice. Yeah. So you don't need to drop me an email saying you've you've made three point five million off this and lost one point two million on that because we don't yeah. need to hear it. You're like, do you know what I mean? No one's no one's telling you to go out and buy shit. No. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I am not advising you to make yeah. any investment decisions. Yeah, um, but but and I may I may hold yeah. positions in these in these coins as well, but that's because I'm con- I have conviction. It's my personal view. This is just my personal view. Yeah, um, I like it. I think Solana is fascinating. I think because of its um, leverage to Star Atlas and Star Atlas, you know, being on Solana, I think is a big deal. And I think it's fast, it's cheap, and I think um, those guys are smart. Um, I like what they're doing. I think that Luna will be. Or Terra will be the stablecoin provider of Solana, but which I think yeah. is a really key feature. They have got a good partnership there. Those two things working together, I think, are a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, I think there are all sorts of other things going on, but these are just—it's almost too hard to be across everything. I just yeah. love DeFi and stablecoins and those kind of things in that ecosystem, and so I'm, I'm bullish on the, on that on those two. Do, do you look into like yield farming and, and
0: stuff like that, where it's all moving around all the time and you can't, you kind of clipping yields off, off that kind of stuff. Is there any,
1: a hundred percent? I love, I love yield farming. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it, 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 it this is a way you can stave off inflation, right. And not take yeah. too much risk. You, you can just sort of preserve your capital, which is quite nice. Um, and it keeps, you know, keeps, keeps the wheels turning. Um, I think it's also a great way to turn your, you know part of your crypto into something which can provide a passive income. Yeah, I think that's important, right? I think it's very important. It's a rental, mm-hmm. like when you buy a piece of property and you rent it out, I think it's the same kind of thing. And a lot of people dismiss crypto because of that, but I, I just completely decline any of those arguments. I think I had a big argument with um, Shane Oliver um, from AMP on ABC. Yeah. Um, and you can look at that that video where you know I think some of some of the arguments about crypto, and where it's at, which is great. You know, they're, they're probably not coming to that side of the table today, which is fine and awesome for us that they are lent in and can see the future. It's like it's, it was very hard for the newspapers to really lean into the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, and I totally understand that, you know, because it disrupts their entire worldview of the system, because well, that system served them really well. well it's, it's like even when you look at previous news, there
0: was people saying that like, the internet's no bigger than the fax machine. You know what I mean, like, and all these kind of dumb statements in the past, and and they're the same dumb statements that they're saying about the crypto space. Crypto is here to stay. It will be regulated in certain areas, and and not in others. There will be regulation. As soon as they bring more regulation to to the top end of it, it will actually become even more investable for people, anyway. So it's like it, it's not going anywhere, is it? I, I mean, I, I was, I mean, I, I, I read a lot about internet Internet Computer Protocol and what they're doing. Um, and t- trying to like do the Amazon Web Services of of crypto type type thing that they're trying to put together. I don't fully understand it because it's a lot to understand. But all about the nodes and stuff. But it, just 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 the audacity of having the idea to do it on the blockchain is is is, is fascinating to me.
1: I agree, and right. I think it's everything's it's just nascent, it's new, and that's natural. You know, humans were scared of electricity in the beginning. Yeah, they thought it was yeah, the devil in yeah. the wall. Uh, humans were scared of lifts. No one caught a lift in the past. They all caught the stairs. Yeah. That's, yeah, I thought yeah. that's how you die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is which was actually kind of logical in the beginning because there weren't many brakes. But then Mr. Otis invented the brakes for the lift. And um, but you know that's that's why the Otis is such a powerful lift company. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are all sorts of fears. You know, there were monsters and. Um, hydras and dragons in far-off lands before people could you know traverse to them um, that's natural it's natural to not understand something new and or unknown and 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 actually thats served humanity well because it, it keeps us diligent and protected um, in terms of our ability to survive and we were you know tenth in the in the queue when it came to the the ladder um, of of the planet you know the lions ate first and the then, the, then the, the the wolves and then the hyenas. And then we the humans would literally be sort of, you know, 10th in the list to come along and eat the carcass at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And these kind of ideas that we've evolved through have served us. But now, unfortunately, evolution has, we haven't kept pace. Our evolution is a little slow. Um, yeah. And there are, there are humans that I think that are evolving and they, you know, it does, you get all these different variables and then they, they tend to do really well in, in our society. And that's just a natural course of 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 where we're at but you know we we did really well with that kind of protectionism and some of the heuristics that are programmed in and cognitive biases because it allowed us to become you know we, we we put the lions and the tigers now in cages yeah and you know that's that's wild if you think about it
0: yeah on the on the evolution standpoint 100 percent is what is wild because you know like, like you say we couldn't even fight them off back in the day and and now look where we are. I think people have just got to look outside the box in terms of the way that they the way that they invest their money to pro- protect it from you know because if you if you read anything by Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger, even though they don't seem too bullish on the crypto space at this moment in time, one of their rules is don't lose money, right? So if you <laughs> if you if you're sat in a bank right now, you're losing money. Simple as that. So even it, yes save it but store the value in something that you can also yeah. get that's, that's that's what i'm saying I, i'm not i'm not I'm, I'm not saying don't save money i save money myself but i save money into bitcoin into ethereum into yeah. cardano into an ecosystem that allows me i can pull it out at any time real quick and use it and it's pliable and i can pay for i can pay for a whole manner of things in bitcoin and ethereum already but i don't leave it in as a as a australian dollar or a us dollar because it, to me it's pointless that's that's kind of how I want people to look at it. Let's go let's go deep into these games now because now we've covered that. It's like talk to me more about these games because I want to understand it more. Because I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, I'm 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 aware of how big the space is going to be, but I can see that you're an avid gamer and that you're you're really hmm. deep in this, Fred. So I want you to really like open my mind up to the games in the space that are going to really move the needle and why they're going to move the needle.
1: Well. Um, what you've got is a ecosystem where people with a lot of time can trade their um, their time to play a game or do an action, whatever it may be, for money, which is crypto. Yeah. And um, on the other side, you've got an ecosystem where um, you have you know a marketplace that of these assets that they use and play and. Uh, people are coming in and investing in those, and they're buying um, the essentially the coin that these other, other people are earning so they're earning that coin selling it and then the, the investors on the other side who are investing in the assets are buying that coin from them yes. and so you've got a na- a natural stasis you know of of that there is still currently a bit too much supply coming in um, and that I think will change for for some of these games. but if you look at the meta sense of what's happening here you've got a whole new dynamic a whole new ecosystem and just to give context actually infinity i think printed 200 mil rev um last month yeah 200 million us dollars just for a second consider that sheer value transaction right that's their cut Then then all the other people making money as well throughout that entire experience now i think there are other games starting up there are other things and what what you've got as I said, is the beginning of the metaverse. So let's say you're playing this game, right? Yeah. And you've got a spaceship one in, in one quadrant of the game, and you need to take your spaceship over to another place, um, and you need to drive it safely. And you actually have to sit there and drive it. Like someone has to drive it, navigate it, and you know, <laughs> it's it's in the game. It's in the blockchain. It is exactly where it is. It's 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 recorded. Um, and so you would hire a, a team to go and do that. Um, and you in, have to pay that team money. Yeah, and then you're going to pay that team money and what would you pay them in? Well, you pay them in the currency of the game. And so now you've got an economy starting up inside a virtual world which has a lot of value inside it as well, right? So um, the economics of that and uh, uh, like they need to be obviously more teased out and there's more to it over time uh, because a lot of it is, is a little leakage, you know, right now. Yeah. Although it's, 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 it's being worked on, right? nothing's perfect just like you know bitcoin transaction fees sometimes get really high but it doesn't stop the system carrying on yeah but if you needed to move your spaceship from one quadrant to another would you want to sit there probably not you'd probably go and hire someone (coughs) Um, if you need to go and you know fight some planet because you want to take it over because you want their resources because it is what it is you could go and hire an army and now you go and fight that planet and take that planet over and, and suddenly now you're, you're earning the income of that planet. And the reason why you went and did that is because you wanted to earn the income. And people, some,
0: some of the people listening to this will be listening to it thinking dubiously. But just to put what Fred said into context is the fact that I know how many billionaires there, there, that have been made out of crypto. And these boys are cashed up. Yeah, They're only getting richer and they've got time on their hands. And they're avid gamers. And, and it's because of these people that these ecosystems will be built and they will scale and they will go through all of gaming because these boys have got time. They've got money. And as a bite when you put money like that in a space like that, it's just it's just infinite opportunities of what you can do. And you don't have to be an avid gamer yourself to invest in these platforms to be able to to be able to earn some clip of what of what
1: they're doing. I mean, Axie Infinity, I think what what is what is that uh, a coin right now? Uh, so Axie's about $69, but an Axie itself, so to get in the game and play the game, it's about 600 US, you know, to get three Axies and start fighting, and then you, you earn, you know, I was playing last night just for fun, I was earning, uh, six SLP, so, uh, say 32 cents a a win, um, it's not a lot, but it all adds up, And is the the actual gameplay, like, phenomenal too? The gameplay is very simple, but it's very strategic, right um and it's it's to get to the top so if you're in the top of the leaderboard um in in, you know in a particular season you'll earn i think the top player gets 225 um axi which is um let's say roughly 10 grand 10 12 grand um so they're you know that's 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 each
0: yeah serious money like how many hours hours is that how many hours is that game played over
1: just so people have so, context so i think people play about 3 hours a day right now that's sort of what they they're doing to earn their income and then as you get higher and higher up the leaderboard you earn more so you know certain people are probably making i don't know 300 400 slp a day um, for playing a game but like for for genuinely yeah. just playing a game like yeah. that's what's and you know
0: here's what i see happening though in this space i see rich crypto billionaires building teams of these gamers and paying yeah. them paying them Paying them fees, plus these players getting sponsorships and all this kind of stuff. I'm am just seeing it, right? Yep. And and I'm I'm seeing that there, there there being um, business opportunities in the space of like being the agency that hooks up the gamers with the with being the middleman that, p- that puts the gamer with the crypto bit in there. Yep in the advertiser that puts advertising on the billboards next to the fighting arena where they're they're fighting where there's hundreds of millions of people watching this this fight online it's like there's so much opportunity like did you I I thought of this the other day like digital how much is digital advertising in the metaverse going to be worth oh (laughs) do do you know what I mean I'm serious Fred like that blows my mind like, yeah. because and, and people, people will be listening to this in their car to work, thinking, "Frankie, you're smoking crack." But like, it, it, it's, it's, it's. I'm serious. Like, there's so many business models that fit into this metaverse. Every, every, every business model that you can think of that lives on the planet can be fitted into the, the metaverse in terms of, like sponsorship, affiliate deals, uh, advertising, you know, management's management rights, IP rights, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's just. I'm thinking about these couple of these NFTs that I've got. I may be able to rent them to a gallery in the metaverse to display them at some point in time. 100%. You definitely will. Because because, because I'm thinking there's only 10,000 of them. And if someone likes my artwork, I've got the IP rights on the artwork. So they're going to have to pay me a yield to put it in their gallery, in their planet, on the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Now. If that doesn't if that doesn't blow your mind and interest you in how you can how you can open your mind up to these investment opportunities that are on the table to you, I don't know what will. Like, I really don't. Because like, what Fred's just said there is is, is 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 just blew my mind. Like, let me give choice. you another
1: level. So the current ships that just ICOed basically for Star Atlas there were thirty two thousand US dollars. The next round of ships is between say fifty to one hundred thousand US dollars, and the final ships. Um, will be auctioned and they are estimated to go for between $1 to $10 million. What, for a spaceship? Yeah. So have you got a spaceship then? Have you bought one? I don't have a spaceship yet, but I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy a lot of spaceships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but these kind of massive spaceships are like ones you deploy to protect an entire planet. They're like huge spaceships that have... You know, thousands of people on them, and other other whole series of other ships. They're like, but you need that in the galaxy, right? If you're fighting a massive war to go and find a diamond somewhere, the size of a planet,
0: mate. This blows my mind. It blows my mind. I I know people are going to be listening to this, like, just their minds going to be blown with this. This is unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Like, I, I didn't even think about these spaceships being that much money already. Like if you can pick one up for 32 grand, you could probably flip, flip that spaceship inside. Oh yeah,
1: they're already trading. They're like 36, 37,000 already.
0: Are they traded as an NFT on a smart contract? Yes. So you can buy them on OpenSea is what you're saying?
1: Uh, no, they have their own decks on
0: Solana. said oh, so the cheaper fees, because cheaper fees. obviously yeah. like trade, like what, what, what kind of annihilates you on Ethereum guys is the fact that the gas fees get astronomical. That's why Ethereum... Probably isn't going to be the place where a lot of these NFTs and and these kind of contracts that, that Fred's talking about is going to live because it's be too expensive to transact.
1: Yeah, Ethereum is pretty pricey, but th- those things are all changing, and I think um, this is happening on a, this will happen on a very fast blockchain and a very cheap blockchain chain, and it's. Yeah, you're going to hear more and more about this, but you heard it first here, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone else is talking about this stuff. Not yeah. many people are. Are
0: you talking? About, are you talking about this on many podcasts yourself, or is this the first one? Oh,
1: uh, no, I've never. I haven't spoken about this on any podcast.
0: No, you, you can see how much you can see how much this stuff lights me up, can't you? <laughs> Man, I think it's. I think it's a fascinating space, and you can go down so many, so many number of rabbit holes on yeah. on, on this. I, I mean, I I don't know what your advice is to the audience, but I suppose just pick what interests you like obviously and just go and just go down that rabbit hole i mean i went i i I went i'm i'm kind of I, i like bitcoin ethereum cardano and i could go i could go into all these different altcoins like you say into into like the the solanos and all this kind of stuff but currencies don't light me up as much as you know figuring out art or trying to figure out this game in space even though I don't want to play the games what I'm interested in is like can I can I buy a spaceship here for thirty two thousand dollars and flip it here for six hundred thousand dollars yeah that's that that's what interests me about this whole space and like you, you yeah. just you just blow my mind because I didn't realize you could you could you could you could mint these and and, and get these Get these spaceships. What do you what, what? Just on this, what do you envisage one of those spaceships being worth? That's that that started at thirty two grand in your in your estimation.
1: Well, there's only a limited number, um, and if you want to have a spaceship, you need a spaceship. So I can't see how you know. Maybe they gonna the game will make more. Maybe I don't think so, but I think it's. I think that's not how an NFTs work. Yeah. Um and i think in the beginning with this game having a spaceship probably will be an advantage because you'll want to go to planets and you want to go and do things there and you want to um, take th- these crypto billionaires will
0: want to take over other people's planets
1: and if you've got 100% if you've got crypto billionaire
0: worth 2 bill and then you have got one that's worth 1 bill but the one that's got 1 bill has got the bigger spaceship and he just took over your planet it's kind of a bit of a flex in the crypto world to be able to go. Well, it's do-
1: not only There's a difference here is it's not even near flex, but it'll print you money. Yeah, and then you'll use that money to go and hire more armies.
0: And here's and here's another thing that people are that probably aren't seeing. Right, that you've probably cottoned on as well. If you've got a spaceship in this metaverse and there's a limited number of spaceships, that means that when people want to get their army from one planet to another, but they don't have the spaceship, but they have the cash, you can charge fees to put their army on Correct. your spaceship to take them Correct. to another planet that they've never been to. So you could actually make cash from being a taxi in the metaverse. 100%. 100%.
1: Like the, and the people will write scripts to go and do it as well. It's going to be next level, like... The, the, I can't even. Yeah. You,
0: yeah, honestly, Fred, today you've blown my fucking mind already. Honestly, mate. Like, honestly, <laughs> I thought we were just going to talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. But what, what do you what do you what do you see what do you see the future for Cardano being like as as a as a as a, as a coin with the smart contracts and everything that's going on on that? Because obviously we're we're at a pivotal point now of Cardano. Um, at the time we we're recording this podcast, obviously it's just about to um, release its smart contract system. I
1: think that, so, I, I don't have a strong view, as strong of you. I've never really gone as deep into Cardano, but I feel like it was an idea back when Ethereum was kind of struggling and, you know, with fees and scalability and um, those kind of things. And I think, you know, since that time, Solana's come out um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the, the being, how can I say this? I feel like they they are solving a problem which other blockchains have kind of solved already, and it's already live. And so I feel like, how can I say this? I'd sell the sell the sell the rumor, not the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> so I think once it goes live, sure, it goes live and cool. But I I'm just not as bullish on. I feel like that race has already run.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I kind of feel as of today and this can change but I kind of feel today for me similar to what you're saying I kind of I kind of uh, I kind of there's a lot of profit in it for me at this moment in time so I'm thinking I flick that off I put half the profit ha- half of it in not, not all of it I'll, I'll still keep some Cardano just in case it does blow up I'll, you know I can keep a few thousand but I'm thinking to myself on a personal level I flick off a substantial amount put put half that money into Solano or something, uh, another chain like that to back it for the next five years. Cause I only invest if I'm thinking about five years and then, and then, and then take some profits and, and, and look into some other crypto gaming spaces and go again.
1: Yeah. And you know, consider putting it into some yield and just earn some yield. And then the yield that you earn, you can just punt.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: if uh, you could just uh, punt into whatever coin you want, this, like
0: this is a question for you. Cause you, obviously you've been in the game a lot longer than me. I've only been in this like for last year and a half, but like, if I, with with obviously the Bitcoin and Ethereum and the Cardano, like from what I started with to what I have now is, is 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 a whole world of difference, right? But should would would is would it be advantageous for someone like myself to like get rid of all that, get it into USDT and put the USDT in a in yield because you can get like fifteen percent on the yield of the USDT, couldn't you? And you can just Spin a lot of cash flow off the USDT, or or, or what are you saying? Are you saying put the actual coins into into a yield?
1: I think I think you definitely want to get yield on your coins, but I think there's nothing wrong with taking a bit off the table. If something's run a lot and you've got a really good profit, take some of the profit and bank it, yeah, and just earn a yield off the back of that, and then you can take that yield that you're earning and go and put it into something really risky, even yeah. more risky, yeah, um, because you don't really care as much because you you basically you know, you cover your inflation costs, but then you can also punt it on whatever you want. I think there's just a, there is a place for yield, backing up and, 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 you know, um, you know, keeping, keeping things solid in your portfolio. Um, And then this comes back to sort of, you know, um, it is kind of Warren Buffett really. He always looked at bonds versus stocks, right? Yeah, Yeah. And and, and 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 you think of it like if your if your stocks run really hard, yeah. And you have like a, I don't know. You set an idea that you want seventy percent in stocks and thirty percent in bonds. Yeah. Well, if it, if it runs up to ninety, you should just, you know if you sell that down and just take all bonds. Yeah. When those coins that you do have pull back, well, then you could go and take that money you learned from the bonds, reload up, you know the the yep. yield the stable coin yields, reload up on um, those cryptos when they're really low, and you run the next run up. And that's, that's how these, you know, you, you sort of use these weighings that are up and down percentages. Yeah. And that's how big fortunes get made, big yeah. fortunes. See, see um,
0: I've, I've, been through, I've been through a massive drop now. Like, I've been through a few little pullbacks and I've been through a massive, like, drop. And I was, even when it dropped all that way, I was, I was still up. But, but I just lost mass amount of money, like on paper, if I'd sold and I thought to myself then, I thought, I've just taught myself a big lesson there about taking profits when profits are available to take. Because so many of us that start in this space, on that first one, we have to get our ass kicked before we see it. Yeah. And I think I think you kind of have to set yourself up to say, okay, well, if you've got X amount of Bitcoin and you've got more than one, maybe just keep one Bitcoin. You let that thing run and then and then keep maybe X amount of Ethereum, X amount of Cardano, X amount of it. But just take take the profits off the rest and have the rest as you you know when you're talking about generating a yield on a on a stable coin what stable coin would you personally put it in would you put it in USDC or USDT
1: i like i like USDT that's the lunar one cuz it's algorithmic and i think there's less um, government threat because it's very hard to shut down an algorithmic stablecoin.
0: right okay okay i i didn't, I, also, See,
1: I think sta- i think centralization is going to get a lot of pressure from the us government Right. It already is getting a lot of pressure, but I think it'll get even more.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so USD, UST is, is the yeah. lo, is the Lunar stable coin.
1: Yeah, I think it's see, – see, that's the way I look at it. It's like you got a centralized coin versus a non-centralized coin, and I think a non-centralized coin in the future will become more and more valuable. Um, you look at, look at FRAX, for example, I think that they finally sort of stabilized. But UST and the ecosystem they're building around that and Luna is – it's well worth a look, well worth a look to go have a look at Terra and all the things. Columbus 5 is the latest update coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah. And it is going to change the game. There, there, it is, yeah, it, 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 it's going to enhance the interaction between Solana and Terra. Yeah. Which is a big deal, right? You've got two massive chains coming together. And, and here's, a, here's a bit of alpha for you. Have a look at the Solana website. They've got a Terra page already. Yeah. yeah. Already built on their site. So, that, so they're already planning to talk to each other. They they become they're, they're they're friends. Yeah. No.
0: So are you saying then that the stable coin could go up in value as it's as it's decentralized?
1: Well, I think it'll become more reliable. Like you know, you're talking about the risk of a stablecoin yeah. unpegging, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it'll become more and more reliable because let's say USDC, for example, gets shut down by the US government for whatever reason. Yeah. They just they they, they don't they're unhappy about it. I think it's a, too much of a risk to, I don't know, what something I don't know. Yep. Who knows? They can come up with something. Um, that puts a, that that puts a lot of risk in terms of you holding that coin and its its value in that stability, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying UST um, is a very is 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 another alternative. It's not algorithmic coin, but I'm saying the the underlying underpinning of that coin is Luna. Yeah. And so yep. for every every UST that gets printed, some Luna gets burnt, and so it's actually, you know, a fascinating um, way of looking at it. Um, but purely, I think, what I think is instructive, and what's important here is, is, you know, this is my view, a lot of yeah. people are like, all in crypto, don't worry about yield, all out. And and people do really well from that as well. Yeah. That's just not my approach. Yeah, My approach is more of a value over time, yield plus coins, and I just sort of, as things move up, I just sort of stack my my yield, and then when they drop, I
0: I I I up my my coins. Yeah, see, I, I've got I've got coins, but I've got them in things like BlockFi. But 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 BlockFi, it used to be really good when it was actually paying four percent on all your Bitcoin. But now, when you read the terms, it's like one point five percent on this amount of Bitcoin, and then mm-hmm. it, or, or or yeah, it's like four percent on 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 like naught point two of a Bitcoin, and then it's like. One one and a half percent of the rest. So I'm getting I'm getting smacked down the road. Plus, I'm in a position where if this company, if this if this thing folds, I've lost my coins, right? So I'm um, so that's why I'm so interested in in your approach because the, what you're saying is a hell of a lot better than what I'm doing right now. Because you're saying you keep certain amount of coins on your cold storage and this and the other and do all that, but then you've got you've got yields coming from these stable coins over here, which gives you the income. And and I think learning learning to turn crypto into an income producing asset is the game changer yeah so just 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 you explaining that to me is, is just has just gone pff, like okay i get it now i get it now that's what i've got I, that's the way i got to move i've got to take some of these profits off the table put them into these stable coins that generate revenue on a month by month basis rather than just what rather than just getting a yield off the actual coins at a smaller clip yeah. what kind of what kind of rates can you get on us ust
1: at this moment in time Oh, you can you know you can get from three percent to two hundred percent. Depends on you know the the venue you're at, the the risk you're willing to take. Um, do you want to leverage up? There's all sorts of places and ways to make serious yield. And do you, I mean there's um
0: I've seen with the rise of platforms like Unimex and stuff like that that uh, there's a lot of um, these platforms now that are coming out where people can people trade on like on the, on the blockchain as well, like and um, that that's that's a real fascinating space another space that 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 fascinated me was putting properties on the blockchain and being able to buy so like your house in sydney is like it's an 18 million dollar house you not 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 every not every one of us can afford an 18 million dollar house obviously we've got a but but you could put your house on the blockchain and 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 sell little pieces of the house, so they could take part in the uplift of the value of the house. They could they could take part. In, they could buy access to the house for like one week or one day a year, and all that kind of stuff. Is that something you've looked into? Not not for your house specifically, but in terms of like the application of that.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't, but I know it's possible. It's just not my space. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very focused on the DeFi space um, and on the play to earn space. They're my two spaces really deeply I uh, uh, yeah there's just too much to do in crypto yeah there's
0: just there's just so much so like are you, are you massively into like the
1: uni swaps of the world um, uh, I don't like Ethereum in terms of with DeFi I think the fees take up all your yield so I think it's a great service I just don't I don't see it as my primary place because I I find the fees really hard to deal with
0: what's the what's, what's the what's the biggest lookouts on the on the DeFi from your,
1: from your- I think I think you know have a look at Binance Chain. I think there's some really nice yields there. Alpaca Finance. I think have a look at Terra. Get involved with it. Yeah. Get some Luna. Get in. Get amongst it. It is an incredible. Once you once you sort of figure it, unpack it. There's some. It's amazing. Have a look at Solana, um, and some of the venues there. They're paying some good fees right now. There's things like Convex Finance. I think is interesting. Yep. You know, which is which is a build upon Curve, um, and then you know the Matic network does have some good yields as well. With Polygon and there's you know Polycat Finance is really solid, Um, those guys are legit. Um, Yeah, that's just the beginning, and then you you can go, yeah, all the way down the rabbit hole from (laughs) there, mate.
0: It's it's going to be about it's going to be about three weeks from recording to 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 me putting this podcast out because I've got a couple of us backed up. I'm going to watch this six times just to note down everything, man. (laughs) I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go in deep, in deep in this because you just blow my mind on that note. I want to talk about your book because people that I just, I'm just showing it on screen. Now guys go live. Great book. I've got to page eighty-five. It is real good. It is real good read. I want to. I want to talk about this, but um, Fred is actually uh, in this book. He gives away some some a few thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin to certain codes that you find within the book as well. So if if you're new into crypto and you wanna and you wanna potentially spend the fifteen dollars or twenty dollars whatever the book is, go to BookToby. I'll put a link in. I'll put a link in the bio. Go there, buy the book, read the book, learn some top shit and some ways to structure yourself and, and the ways that you can obviously get open your mind so you can set up a cash flow business and all that stuff. And then you might win some Bitcoin off Fred. He'll transfer you a little bit of Bitcoin. That's your start into crypto. You know, thank you, Frankie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, let's, let's, let's talk about this. What inspired you to even, even write a book? I mean, it's not like you need to write a book, is it? Like you've, you've done enough. But what, what kind of what led you down writing a book path?
1: I think I wanted to share some of my knowledge and, you know, I think sharing is really key. And I feel like I'd learned, I've would i learned a lot of things from a lot of hard lessons and I thought, hey, here's a way to give back. And these are my stories, by the way, and it's my approach. So, so you know, I'm not saying I'm like the um, canonical answer to building your business, but I have an approach and I do have some principles. And I thought, hey, here's a way... Um, to, to give back in some way and, and share all that stuff, that hardship I've gone through. And hopefully from reading this, people, you know, get inspired and, and create something.
0: I, I love the, the thing I love about your book, Fred, is that it's so, even if, I mean, I read a lot of books, but the thing about your book is it's so easy to read and digest and it's, and it's nicely broken down so that anybody can consume it. And it's important. There's a lot of books out there. Like if if, like if I was going to recommend a book, I wouldn't recommend Principles by Ray Dalio because because it's too because because Principles by Ray Dalio, which is which you're instilling your principles into the world. But Principles by Ray Dalio, unless you unless you're an avid reader, you're going to give up after chapter one because it's just too complicated. and It's too articulate and too it's too over over complex set set of frameworks to follow. This this book here go live is is it really allows you to you know suck up the information I mean I read to page 85 and I sat there for a few hours and read to page 85 and I was like oh fucking hell that's that that's powerful that's powerful I take that away I take that away it's it's just that's that's the kind of book that that we're talking about here guys you can actually go and learn learn and implement rather than just have to read the book and then gonna have to mm. and then go to on Google and have to understand what the what the what the terminology is behind this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like sim- yeah. you said you have simple you have you have simplified it simplified it from my point of view, but it is powerful.
1: Because you've you've g you have you have because the way it's you hard out, to do that, but I think it's harder. Yeah, hundred you know, percent it's much easier to go and long form explain, talk about blah, blah blah all this stuff. Whereas what I always try and do is say something very succinctly with, a, with the least amount of words yep. and directly so that you, everyone can understand. And, and you know what, what did Lincoln say? He said, I'm sorry I wrote you such a long letter. If I had more time, I would have written a shorter one. And that's the way I thought about this book. It's like, take everything out that is, you know, all the guff. I'm just going to give you the gold. Yeah. And because you don't have the time to sit here and listen to all this other stuff, just, I'm just going to give you just the gold. Yeah. And, that- and just read that and install that into your mind, and you'll be better. Yeah, one of the
0: most confronting parts of the book for me, like I told you before the podcast, was this this contract, this ha- this this notion that you had that uh, you read this chapter in the book. I can't remember the chapter's name. It's one of the first ones in, or well, first ones in the book, one or two. You read the chapter, and it's talking to you about you know committing to what you're doing, and then it, and then at the end you present them with a contract, and it's like, and then then it makes you ask yourself the question. From in my mind, this is what it came to me. It came to me is like, am I Am am I all in my business, or do I think I'm all in, but really I'm just playing it? And I mm. thought to myself, do you know what? I need to go harder at this because I'll regret it if I don't. And that's what I look. And I'm like, fucking hell I've only read thirty pages. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've only I've only read read thirty pages, and Fred's like he's just slapped me around the face fifty times. So like, do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, uh, and and i think i think i think that's what you're what the audience will get out of the book i mean you you you, just so that people have an understanding i mean that's my that's my understanding of it but like just break break that break down how you've broken down the chapters and the structure and how it takes people from 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 where they're at to where they're going
1: yeah i think i think it's a you know a lot of it's around mindset because really going live that's what the book's you know about it it takes an unpacking and there's you know, a series of steps I think you can go through in order to um, overcome obstacles and um, deal with mindset and challenges and everything that, they're just the 10 things which which are, which are like, essentially I like ha- hold to be true in my life. And if you read those 10 and digest them, and then when you come to that same circumstance, you remember the story. I always try to put a story in there as best I could yeah. of what happened when I did this. So when you come to that moment, oh, I remember the story of Fred did this, and you you remember that moment and you take that action. My hope is you know at least eight out of the nine times or eight out of ten times you're going to do you're going to do pretty well, because these are principles. These are these are things which I saw time and time again after making and taking on and investing my personal money and taking yep. the mistakes and paying down the errors. Yep. and they were investments to me, but they that's they were the outcomes that I got. And what I noticed when I reflected back, these are the things which I, I hold to be true in this world. Um, and when you're building a business, when you're going live, when you when you need to put something which does not exist to starting to exist and start to grow and build that to go live, yeah, that is what you will learn from this book. Yeah, and I, I, and I can second you on that because it just simply
0: it just simply makes you want to execute rather than talk about lots of stuff there's too many people talking about it and and it's like before this podcast i did a video on instagram about this fred because I, because a lot of people come into my dms and they ask me about starting a podcast and all this stuff and i showed them my laptop sat on a s- stack of books rather than a laptop stand and that's because I'm, i'd rather execute than than worry about the laptop stand and that's 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 the kind of analogy i want to give to your book is the fact that mm. you're saying don't worry about the laptop stand just go live and figure it out along the way. Build the plane on the way down, whilst or assemble it whilst you're trying to fly it. Do you know what I mean? Because you might not even have a business idea that's valuable to the marketplace. So you don't want to go building all this, all this, all this crap around it. Like you think you need logo, website, all this crap when you when you can just go and test it and actually go and find customers.
1: I think, Frankie, if you want to also frame it another way, I think Warren Buffett said this. He said, "There's no value." In predicting rain, but there isn't building an ark.
0: Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Fuck it <hell. laughs> You just summarised five minutes of me in in in, in five words. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Brad! You just done me. You've done me on my own podcast. You've done me. <laughs> no, but it's brilliant. No, you're right. You're 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 totally right, mate. It's it's it's, it's as simple as that. It's like, you know, it's all. It, it,
1: it's all about... i tell you another story. Yeah, go on. So I was at a, I was at a party and, um, you know, I was talking to this guy and his girlfriend and his girlfriend was saying, oh, that's the finder guy. And I said, you know, because I think he was a little bit angry, you know, like that his girlfriend was talking to me and I was like, you know, hey, chill out, bro. We're just having a chat. And he goes, oh, you know what? I came up with this idea, you know, back when I was in London 10 years ago about comparing credit cards and... Um, but, you know, never quite got around to it. I said, yeah, that's interesting, man. Because, you know, I came up with this idea to build computers with these tiny little apples on the back of them, but I just never fucking got around to it.
0: Yeah, 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 I know. (laughs) Do you know,
1: yeah, 100%. Everyone tells you... Sorry about the uh, swear word there. It was used in the... uh, Hopefully it was used in the correct moment
0: in time. 100%. You're right in what you're saying. Everyone, Everyone says that they've had the idea. It's it's yeah. is hundreds of people have the idea of having a podcast, having having a successful podcast. go yeah. But you have to go and physically fucking build a successful podcast. Yeah. And it starts, and it's all about the reps. And you have got to enjoy the rep. I fucking love this. Do it, having conversations with people like you about stuff that's interesting to both parties that we can both vibe off. That's yeah. what lights me up. So yeah. I'm going to do that. But it's like this is rep 56 or whatever, and I'll yeah. I'll still enjoy it at rep 172. Because that's yep. because that's what I'm do- I'm doing it for 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 the right reasons as well. Like it's people, he, he's he, that whole story was predicated on on a dick swinging competition rather than rather than the fundamentals of building a business.
1: You know, you know, what yeah. I'm saying like, I'm like I wasn't, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really. I just think you know, I think the trivial nature of going live and the work that's required. In you know, you the one who built the ark as opposed to. Um, you know you, you took the risk, you took the chance it maybe didn 't rain yeah yeah um, um, yeah I, I, it is, uh, it is. Ish, ish, the
0: difference between you having a billion dollar company and me or anyone else that doesn 't have a billion dollar company at the moment is the fact that you backed yourself and you went through some hard times to do it i i 've read up to the point in the book where you had that massive tax bill mm. now. When you break that down, it's like that could have finished you, but it didn't because you because you thought differently and you got around it and you and you approached it and you generated more cash flow and all this stuff. I read the bit in the book where you like COVID hit, you started selling sanitizer on yeah. Finder because you wanted to find a way of generating revenue. All this kind of stuff is in the book, guys. So go go and read the book. I'm not going to go through it all now, but but it's just like the way, the reason why why Fred's had the success that he's had and he's going to have more success. Even if you go back and listen to the I want you to go back and listen to this podcast twice because I think what Fred's said about the crypto space is so fucking powerful that you should listen to that twice and write down notes on what he's saying where the world's going because that is going to really impact your finances even though it's not giving it as financial advice Just go and look at the data for yourself but it's like even that it's just it just blows you, blows your mind on 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 the way that, the way that people like yourself think you've got to think so differently and so ahead of your time than what everyone else is doing it's, it's, it's just powerful stuff if there's one like if you had to check out the planet today fred and there's just one piece of powerful advice before we leave this podcast that you've got to just drop on the world you can't you can't you can't even leave them this book mate you can't you just got to you just got to drop one piece of advice that hits people right between the eyeballs what would it be
1: i think if you uh, wake up in the morning and you know you think about just as you wake up like you imagine what it is you're thinking of doing during the day and if you feel you know oh i just don't really want to do that and you know tomorrow is probably going to be the same and the next day the next day and you do this consistently for let's call it two three weeks make a change yeah, yeah. do something different do the thing you actually wanted to do when you were, when you were to wake up because you know what you may as well figure it out over there. You may as well go on a journey. And even if that completely fails, you will have learned something that you can go and take to what you want to do next, where you will wake up and feel amazing. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like sad I have to go to sleep because I love what I do. I love creating stuff. I love to, you know, imagine things and then bring them into this world and create it. That's what I love to do. I, I don't think I necessarily I was probably a bit selfish in that way and 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 I was also very lucky that just by chance that creating things and because I don't think it's it's just something which naturally comes to me creating things is valued in this world being creative it's lucky that that's the case you know I could have been a great teacher or a great um, nurse and i I think those people are underpaid and I feel like they do the most amazing things for this and they contribute to humanity in much bigger ways probably than I do yeah um, but i but I you know I create a lot of value for people and I think that's valued in this world and it's just lucky that that's the case but you can go and try and do something else as well and i just i just ask you to it just put a notification in your calendar and every month ask yourselves you know is this ultimately what i want to be doing and yeah. if there's enough months three months happen in a row you make a change right then and there you commit and write yourself a contract as well yeah, I love <laughs> it's powerful. It's powerful because you know I'm a man of my word, and I hope everyone else is as well.
0: Yeah, and, and you're saying that you're in in the context that you're saying is you're you're a man of your word to yourself. Correct. You're a man of your word to yourself. You you live in your true. You try and live as close to your authentic light as possible, and lean into that, and constantly reiterate what you have to do to be able to do that for whatever month you're in. Correct. No, I love it. I love it, Fred. Fred, thank you so much for 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 your time today on the podcast, mate. <laughs> mate, I I have I, I you, mate. Honestly, I, I I am so hyped to talk about crypto <laughs> like that. Honestly, I I love it, mate. I, it lights me up. I, I, honestly, it just lights me up on a different planet, mate. I, it, because I just see I see how much opportunity there is for people. Myself, yeah. um, I'm gonna start getting more and more crypto people on the podcast now because I kind of I kind of identified that. That, uh, that I, I just I just love, I just got to have them on. I just got to start bringing on the Michael Sailors and people like that as well, and yeah. just start just start just start having the pumps on and and all these kind of people too. I think you just you've just led me to led me to that as well. Drop your Instagram on so people can follow you, and anywhere else that you you want them to follow, and your and your website is dot com. I'll put I'll I'll link it all in the I'll link it all in the description, but just drop it for them so they've got it.
1: Yeah, you can just head to fredchabesta dot com. That's probably the beginning, and then. You can, uh, it's the same name in Instagram and TikTok, actually. I've been been yeah. hitting up some TikTok of recent.
0: Yeah, you, you did a little uh, collab with um,
1: Fonzie. I have. I just dropped another one um, yesterday. It's done a million views in 20 hours. That's mad, mate. It's mad. So Cause I, I see, I see him coming. We're him doing him some crypto up. stuff
0: there, so we'll, you'll, you'll see. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Fred, it was so so good to have you on. And guys, if you can do us a solid favor, first things first, listen to this podcast twice. That's how powerful I think it is. Listen to this podcast twice and take notes because this is some seriously powerful information. If you, if you, if you understand, if you want to understand it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your financial life. That's how powerful it is. Second thing I'll say is once you've listened to this podcast once, drop me and Fred a message on Instagram would probably be the easiest platform and let us not like give us feedback on on this and, and let us know, share it on your stories. Like I know a lot of you share the share more content on Instagram and have shared it in the past. There's thousands of you listening right now. You know, we started with nobody, but just because you shared it in episode three doesn't mean you can't share, share a good episode in episode 51, 52, 53, 54 as well. It just, I just really appreciate it. There's no cost to entry here. All, I, all I'd like you to do is if you get any value out of this podcast from me and Fred spending our time spitting this truth, just, just share it and, and tag us in it. I, I'd really appreciate that. And, and guys, that, that's all I can say. Like, Just much love. And, and again, Fred, thank you for your time.
1: You're welcome. And thanks to everyone for listening. And thank you, Frankie
0: mate I'm, I'm i'm so hyped to drop this guys go and go go and listen to this again that's all i can say don't forget to subscribe to the frankie lee podcast